Uh, I, I, I am so excited for this little kind of two-part series that we're going to do called Lost in Transition. We're going to talk a little bit about um, how do we navigate life's changes and just so excited as we jump into this. And hey, OSC family, can you welcome all those who are joining online? Hey, we want to welcome you. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah. So, uh, so excited. Come on, how many thankful for online? We had church last week because of online. So thankful for that and uh, people's investment in that and for those that are following along. Um, how many of you, just by a show of hands real quick, how many of you do not like change? You do not like change. Just raise your hand in here. Okay, yeah, you order the same thing all the time at every restaurant. You, you, come on, let's be honest. You're, you're nodding your head right now looking at somebody. Yep, that's the way it is. You got your, your haircut is the same way. It's been the same way for 37 years, okay? You're sitting in the same row you always sit in. Come on, how many of the same seaters? You find your seat, and then when somebody's sitting in your seat, you're like, that's my seat. You're sitting in my seat. Okay, that's all, yeah, that's all you non-change people. That's how you are. How many of you, okay, how many in here, you're the exact opposite. You love change. You love changing it up. Anybody in here? You like, okay, you like change. Okay, maybe I'll put it that way. You're the ones that like to change things. Uh, maybe you like to always change your furniture in your house, got to move it around. Uh, you like to change your hair color. Uh, you like to change your hairstyle. You like to, you're always looking for things to change. You like to change your husband. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> don't do that, okay? We got a series for you coming up, okay? That's, don't go there. Life is always about change, and uh, I know my life's been about change, and your life's always been about change as well. I know, for those that don't know, I'm a Texas boy. I was, gr- gr- yeah, Woo, come on, somebody. Unite, Texas unites, okay. And uh, I thought it was the promised land until I moved to Louisiana and found out this is really the promised land. And um, yeah, and, and so I moved from Houston to Dallas, and then I moved from Dallas to Lafayette, so that was a change. That was a culture shock. Then I moved from Lafayette to Welsh. Come on, any Welsh in the house? I want to say, yeah, all the Welshites. Okay, so I, 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 I and, and here's the craziest part. I moved from not only big city to a smaller, uh, big city and big state to a smaller state and smaller cities, and then moving to Welsh. I moved from living in someone of an apartment to living in a barn. Um, with cows and animals, and so it was a transition, crazy transition, and then I went from being a bachelor to being married. Come on, I remember that change. Nobody's nobody like, I ain't saying anything. I'm saying nothing at all. That was a great change, babe. I love that change. I needed you. Okay. Uh, th- it was a change, though. Come on. How many know that's a, that's a shift, and then how many know then having your first kid that's a transition. That's a change. We had our first, our first man child. You know, he's brought into the world, and, and that was a change and shift. And then, then how many know you go to, to two kids, and so now it's like man on man. And then if you go beyond that, it's like zone coverage. Like, you take care of those three. I'll take care of these. And, you know, that's all a change and a transition. And, and now my, my middle son is in junior high. He couldn't wait to be in OSC youth. He was, like, so excited to be, like, out of OSC kids and going to youth this year. And then my oldest is in high school, and then I mean, soon enough, they're going to be out of the house. Come on, how many of you have your kids are out of the house? Your, your kids are, oh, look at that. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All the other parents in here that have toddlers are like. <laughs> it comes, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Uh, how many of you still have kids in the home? You, your kids are still in the house? Okay, yeah, they didn't, notice they didn't cheer. No cheering on that one. Uh, most of them were tired. Like, yeah. 
Uh, some of y'all are getting a break right now. You're welcome. Come on, let's thank OSC Kids for giving you a break. Yeah, and so that's a cha- it's a change, isn't it? It's a transition. And uh, going, becoming parents is a transition. And, and then watching our kids grow, that's transitions. And uh, I've, I've been on staff here for almost 19 years. And I've gone through transitions being on staff. I came on as a youth pastor, did that for years. And I was children's pastor for a little while. And then I moved into executive pastor role. And then now I'm the lead campus pastor here. And, and so it's just been seasons of change. And I know in my life, but I know all of you are in transition and change. All of us are in some kind of transition or change. Maybe you're in one now. Maybe you're going, you've just got out of one. Maybe you're about to go into one. Some of us are walking through good transitions. Maybe you got a new job. Uh, Maybe you got a new spouse. Um, Maybe you got some new relationships. Maybe you had a new baby. Um, Maybe uh, you're finding a new church. Welcome home. Glad you're here. It's a change. Um, But we're all walking through that. Some of us, though, are walking through hard change. Um, Maybe you had a new baby. (laughs) Anyways, You'll get that in a minute. And so, uh, but, but seriously, maybe, uh, maybe you had a death in the family and you're going through that change and that transition. Maybe there was a divorce and there's kind of a death to relationship. You're going through that change. Maybe you're walking through a season where um, you lost your job and you're having to work through that change and that, that transition. Um, but we're all in transition. And one of my jobs as, as your pastor is to really help you navigate through life's transitions and life's change. When people call me, it's usually because they're navigating some kind of change in their life. Something happened in their family or something that they're walking through, whether it's uh, funerals or uh, or weddings. I did a wedding yesterday. And and so helping people go through changes and transitions. And that's what what my role is. Um, Of course, along with the Holy Spirit and what he does, and he navigates us and helps us walk through change and transition in our life. But can we just all be honest? Change is hard. Because it can bring stress. How many, how many of you have ever realized that God can predict all the seasons of your life, but he usually does not post the schedule for you to see? Can we just all admit that that's the case? How many would like for him to at least post it for you? Hey, just letting you know in August is going to get crazy. Okay. You just, hey, don't worry. January is going to be better. You're going to work through. But he doesn't. He doesn't give us the schedule to see. And transition and change can often kind of push on us like on an emotional level. And so that's why this, this series has been called Lost in Transition. Lost in Transition. Because here's what I know about God. God does not want you lost in transition. That as change is happening in your life, in your family, in our church, in your workplaces, all around us, he does not want us to get lost in the changes of life. And so I want us to go to God's word today. And uh, you can pull out your notes right there where you are, um, or you can open up your Bibles or turn on your Bibles, however that works for you. And I want us to look at Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 tells us an incredible encouragement today because the Bible has so much to say about change. And this is one thing you've got to get deep down no matter what change is going on in your life. Malachi 3 6 says, I am the Lord. And everybody finish this off with me. And I and I do not change. I am the Lord, and I do not change. Come on, how many know times change? Our world changes. Come on, how many know technology changes? Culture changes. But how many of you glad today that we serve a God that does not change? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has always been the same. He will always be the same. But here's the thing about following a God who never changes. He still wants you to change. And so we serve a God that even though he doesn't change, he's always the active agent of helping you change and helping me change. 
And all throughout scripture, we can see transitions in the Bible. Moses had to transition the people um, <clears throat> out of slavery into uh, the promised land. He was getting his people out of that. Now, we know that he didn't actually get them into the promised land. God raised up Joshua, who transitioned the people out of the wilderness and transitioned them into the promised land. David was a little shepherd boy. God said, nope, you're not gonna do that. And God transitioned him and grew him into a warrior king. Jesus, whom we love, adore, and give all of our affections to, knows change. Think about Jesus. He transitioned from heaven, perfection, being worshiped, to come down to earth with his people that are broken and sinful and to live a life that you and I couldn't live. He went from, he transitioned from a life of a carpentry to a life of ministry. And then ultimately he transitioned from perfection to going on the cross and taking on our sin, our shame, our guilt. Come on, anybody thankful for our king, our savior who did all that for us? And then, and then here's the best part is that they thought that they could keep him down. But how many know he transitioned from death to life? And how many know because he does that, he can do that for you? And God transitioned from that. And then, of course, that wasn't even just good enough there. He put the cherry on the top and said, peace, bye, Felicia, I'm out of here. Transition back up to heaven. Come on, how many know we serve a God who understands transition? He transitioned all throughout our lives, and all of us are in places of transition. And so as followers of Christ, you need to just understand that your life will always be in transition. I'm going to say that again. As a follower of Christ, you need to get comfortable with change because God is always changing. He's always changing you. He's always trying to do things in your life. We serve a God who loves you as you are, but he loves you too much to let you stay as you are. Anybody in here glad that God accepted you as you are, all broken and messed up, but how many of you glad that he did not keep you there, that he wants you to go from bound to free, from death to life, from blind to see? This is the God that we serve. He's always transitioning us from where we are to where we go. And I'm gonna tell you, every Sunday, my prayer is, is that whatever you walked in with, that God would bring change into your life and you would walk out of this place without those things that have been bound on you, that you would walk out with hope and encouragement and with love and, and the peace of God that is on your life. Come on, how many know we serve a God who wants change? I'm preaching way better than this 930s, amen in me, okay? Listen, it's been a long time since I've been preaching, so this is it. We, we are in transition, we are in change. This is all of us in this place. So today I want us to look at the story and the life of Abram and how God really began to move in his life and initiate change in his life. Now, you know the story of Abram? Many of you, if you, if you continue to read the story of Abram, his name is Abraham. You would know him, Father Abraham. He had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. So I just want you to know that I'm one of them. And so are you. <laughs> so let's just praise the Lord. Right leg. And so, no, it's <laughs> The Lord. <laughs> Everybody stand up. No, I'm joking. Okay, listen. Watch what Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 says this. Genesis chapter 12. So before Abraham was the father of nations, and this incredible song that we get to sing in children's church, this is actually how it began. So Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 says this. Watch. It says, the Lord had said to Abram. Everybody, what's this word say? Everybody say it again. Look at somebody next to you. Tell them. No, no, I'm joking. Okay. Leave. <laughs> Leave, watch this, watch what he tells him to leave. Leave your native country, 
Leave your relatives. Leave your father's family, okay? And go to the land that I'm gonna show you. So first off, let's just, let's just unpack this just for a quick moment. Leave what? Leave really what's comfortable. How many know we love comfort? We love, com- we love security. We love safety. And, and God is telling Abraham, okay, Abraham, I know you're all settled in, life's good. You're gonna find out his age in just a minute. I don't wanna give it away, but he's a little bit older in his age. I mean, I mean he's, he's done all his work. He's, he's provided for his family. He's got wealth. He's in a good place. He's, he's in home. And God says, okay, I know you've been getting that AARP magazine. It's time to go, bro. I'm pulling you out of retirement. I'm putting you back in the game. There's some great things that I have for you. And have you ever noticed that oftentimes in our lives, when we wanna stay, God wants us to step I'm gonna say that again. That oftentimes in our lives, when we wanna stay, God wants you to step. You go, God, I'm good here. He goes, "Uh uh-uh, you need to get up and go. You need to get up and leave. You need to leave what's coming. I'm gonna just tell you right now, Christianity and comfort do not go hand in hand. There's nothing in scripture that you can read where Christianity and comfort ever went hand in hand. Christians that followed Christ passionately were always extremely uncomfortable because God was always calling them to take steps that they did not want to step. God says, it's time for you to leave. And have you ever noticed that God is always wanting you to move faster than you want to move? Anybody have children in here? Any of y'all when you're in a hurry and you ready to go and let's go? How many know that's when your kids want to go the slowest? Let's go! Let's go! We gotta go, we got things to do, we have... Oh, my, I'm so tired. <laughs> let's get it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And, and I'm telling you, I think God is a lot like this with Christians. Come on, let's go. We got work to do. We got people to save. We got things to accomplish. Let's get it. And people are like, I'm good here. Listen, come on. There is no lazy boy Christians. Okay, now I'm just, okay, I'm stepping on toes. Let's go. And so watch what he says. He says, leave. Leave what's comfortable. And then he says, and go. Leave and Go to a place that I'm gonna show you. Now notice though, notice he does not say a place that I have shown you. Do y'all get that? He says no, to a place that I'm going to show you. I don't know about y'all, any planners in the house? Who, who are planners? Like your plan, you like a plan, let's put together a plan. I mean, you go on vacation, you got a plan. I mean, everybody's got a plan. And then you get all the people around you and if they don't have plans, you'll make plans for them. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about? Like you're just planners, it's good, okay? Planners unite. I, I like plans. I like doing things. I like having plans and things. And when I'm reading this story, as soon as I'm reading this story, the first thing that I'm asking is, okay, God, where are we going? Anybody with me? Where are we going? How long is it taking? Where are we going? How long is it taking? Any of y'all driven like with your kids somewhere? That's usually what, was, Lindsay and I, we had a, a wedding I had to do in Bunky yesterday. Bunky. It was fun. It was a fun wedding. And uh, we're, it's an hour and a half to get to Bunky. Both of my older boys had, had, were at friends' houses, and my youngest was coming with me and Lindsay to this thing, and he did not want to go. He did not want to, so the whole ride, he's like, why do I have to go? I don't have friends. I don't get friends. Anybody wants to be Joel's friend, y'all just let us know. He's ready. He's, ex- he's accepting applications at the moment, and so he's, why do they get to go to their friends? I got to go to a wedding, and I was like, Lindsay's like, we're all going, okay? We're going with dad. This is where we're going. And so, so of course, we're in, the, we're in the ride, like five minutes into the ride, and he's like, how long is it going to take? 
I'm like, about an hour and a half. Five minutes later, how much time we got left? An, an hour and 20 minutes now, okay? <laughs> hour and 10. Just constant. What's going on? When are we going to get there? So I said, hey, there's treats that happens when you come with mom and dad. We'll take you out, okay? It's going to be good. And so this is, this is what we do, though, oftentimes. God says, okay, it's time to go. And we're like, God, where? How long? Have you ever noticed that God often does not give details when he tells you to take steps? He never does. He, does, he doesn't say, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is, and so here's what happened yesterday, okay? So uh, first off, I found out that it was in Bunky. First question was, where's Bunky? Um, <laughs> So I'd heard of it, but I didn't know exactly where it was. And so what I do, I pull out my phone, I pull the maps up, uh, I get the address. And so I put the address right into my, my maps. And so here it goes. I, I put it in, I hit directions, and it shows the blue lines, exactly where we're going to go. Now, now here's what I want you to notice. My phone did not start speaking to me until I hit Go. And what ends up happening for many Christians is we want God to tell us all of the directions, all the steps, right, left, where it's going to go, before we press go. And God says, no, no, I don't speak till you say go. Oh, amen. When you say yes, then I'll start speaking. Because what God was trying to see with Abram here was, would you obey me even when you don't understand? Will you obey? Will you step out? even when you don't have all the details. And I'm gonna tell you right now, God will not start speaking to you until you say, God, I'm all in. Yes, yes. And then, once you, have you ever noticed, when, when you do press go, it'll tell you your first thing that you need to go. Take right at this one. But you notice, it doesn't say, take right and then take left and then go straight for four miles and then take, it doesn't give it all on the front end. What does it do? As you're going, it's telling. Y'all know that's how our God works? As you're going, he's speaking. As you're moving, he's going. This is what our God does, that as you say yes, and as you say, God, I'm in, then God starts speaking. Let, let me put it another way. You won't grow until you go. Some of you are wondering why you are stuck in your relationship with God. It could be because God's been wanting you to step, but you've been wanting to stay. God's been saying, take next step. No, I'm good with that. Get in a life group. No, I'm good with that. I don't need people in my life. God's been saying, you need to go and take it. You need to get on the dream team, serve. No, 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 man, I got other things that are going on. And God's been trying to get you to take steps and you go, God, I'm good here. And then you wonder why your relationship with God is not flourishing like it is, why you don't have friendships, why you're struggling through things and you don't realize if you wanna grow, you gotta go. This is what God is calling us constantly. Listen to me closely. If you don't like change, you won't like OSC. <laughs> and everybody who's been with us long enough says, <laughs> it's just a part of it. Because we are so committed to reaching people and building lives. Don't get comfortable with your seat. Don't get comfortable with your service. Don't get comfortable with any of that because the, the great commandment and the great commission always calls us to go. We gotta keep going to where God is calling us to go. Watch what, watch what God tells them. Here's the promise that God gives them. He says, okay, if you're gonna go, let me tell you, here, here's, here's a detail I will give you. Watch what he says. I'm gonna make you, underline that, highlight that. I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you. It's one of the things why God calls us. I'll get to that in just a minute. But I'm gonna make you into a great nation and I'm gonna bless you and I'm gonna make you famous. Now notice, this is always on the other side of saying yes. God's best is always on the other side of our yes. Everybody say that with me. God's best is always on the other side of my? Yes. Let's say it again. God's best is always on the other side of my? Yes. 
So God's saying, when you say yes, I'm going to make you into a great nation. I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to make you famous, and you're going to be a blessing to others. You're going to bless those who bless you, and I'm going to curse those who treat you with contempt, and all the families on earth will be blessed through you. So watch what Abram says. So Abram, the next verse says, so Abram, there we go. So Abram departed. He said, go, go, let's go. As the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with them. Watch this. Here we go. Ready? And Abram was how old? 75 years old. 75 years old. Okay? When he left Haran, he took his wife, Sarai, his nephew, Lot, and all his wealth. Look what else he took. The next verse says, took all of his livestock and all the people they had taken into his household at Haran and headed for the land of Canaan. 75 years old. Okay, like, he's getting, he's getting the, you know, he's getting the 4 p.m. senior luncheon right now, okay? I mean, he's getting, it, everything's good right now, everything's settled in, everything's fine, and here we are in a time where he should be retiring, and God's going, no, 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 listen, you don't retire in the kingdom of God, you just get a new mission. And here's a new mission that I have for you, and God begins to give him this thing. Now, let me, let me say this, as you grow older, we are more resistant to change. True? As you grow, listen, what we learn in this story is that you never outgrow transition. I don't care how old you are in here, if you're in your 20s or you're in your 70s or 80s, God is always bringing us through change and transition. You never outgrow transition. But let me give you a warning, as you get older, Watch your heart because you'll start trying to get settled in places that God's trying to move you to give you better places. This is what we see in this story. So, so why do some people struggle with change? Why do people struggle with transitions in their life? Let me give you one word. You want to just write this one th word down? This is the word, expectations. Expectations. One of the greatest reasons why we, struggle, we really struggle with change and transition in our lives is because of expectations. Have you ever heard anybody say this or you've ever said this? God, this wasn't the plan. Yeah. Like when I think about my life and I think about you know, what, what, I, what the dreams that I had for my life, like I, I, I didn't picture this person not being a part of that. I didn't picture losing this person. I didn't picture not, ha I pictured having this job for the rest of my life. I pictured... Like, we all have our own pictures of what, what goes on. And, and I'm, I'm here to tell you that oftentimes God won't meet your expectations because he wants to exceed your expectations. We have set the bar too low, and God says, I have greater things for you. I'm trying to let you see that you look at this as a disappointment. No, 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 no. I am propelling you for something even greater. So this is what God is doing in our lives. It's always in seasons of transition. How many of you would just would say that you are so grateful and so thankful that 20, almost 20 years ago, Pastor Bob and Miss Tracy made the transition to say yes to God, to leave Broussard, to come start a church in Jennings. Who in here says thank you for that? Anybody? I'm thankful. I'm grateful. But you know what that requires? Yes. I guarantee you they didn't know all the details. I guarantee you they didn't know all the hell that they would have to walk through. I guarantee you that they didn't know all the stuff that was on their side. What they did know is that God was with them. God said it. Let's do it. 
And, and that's been the whole part and the heart of our church from the very beginning is that if God says it, we're in it. And, and, and this is what I want to tell God. God, I'm going to say yes before you even ask me. I'm going to give my life as a blank check to you. Fill it in however you desire. But I'm already, I'm already signing off on it. God, this is you. And so I, I've loved the heart of Pastor Bubba and Miss Tracy and our church and our leadership for so many years. It's been if we're going to reach people and build lives, we're going to be comfortable with change. We're going to be comfortable with transition. So I remember 2005, 2006, 2007, having conversations of what kind of church are we really going to be? I mean, we're five, six years into the church. Are we just going to be a church just for Jeff Davis Parish? Are we going to just be a church just for Jennings? Like, where, where do we see God taking this? And, and one of the things that we've always talked about is that we were going to be a multicultural church. Our church is going to look like heaven, people. White, black, Mexican, Chinese, if you're in this city, we want you. Because how many know you're welcome here? This church needs to look like heaven. How many glad that we are looking more and more like that every day? I'm so thankful for that. We said that we were going to be multi-generational, that it was going to be young and old, or young and younger, however that works. Uh, this is what we're, we're going to be, that we're going to celebrate and champion the young, but the, that, the, that those that are older are going to be wiser and invest in our young people. And yet again, as I look across the landscape of our church, that has been something. But in 2007, one of our big things was we're not going to just be a one church just in one location. We're also going to be multi-site meaning that we're going to continue to take what God's doing in this region and we're going to reach other regions. And so 2007, we started Eunice. And, and we started a church there in, our, in, in the Eunice area. And here we are, listen, 12 years later, and Eunice is doing better than it's ever been. It's more fruitful than it's ever been. God's growing that campus like ever. But you know what it took? Us saying, let's go. Let's go. Let's be willing to do that. And then we've always said, okay, we're going to continue to be a multi-campus, multi-site type of church. And so I remember 2014, between 2007 and 2012, as we're building Jennings and building Eunice, one of the needs here was for us to build um, a kids' facility. And uh, we said, you know what? At this time, we feel like we need to make the, the, the transition to start another campus. And so 2014, we started a whole nother campus in Crowley and uh, sent Pastor Zach and Pastor Claire, and they, they became our campus pastors there. And, and so then we became one church in three locations, and God is doing so much there as well. And it was change and transition. And then we said, okay, now it's time. We really got to get. And so how many know this last year, we transitioned from the kids being in the wilderness to the promised land. They have come on. Come on. How many thankful? We have paved the way. They are here. And, uh, and so we're thankful. Hey, best part? Paid for. Come on, somebody. Paid for. Paid in full. And so now our kids are over here. And that's been a place of transition. And man, y'all can just continue to be praying for us because we're about to extend all of our parking. That was one of our things. We're already looking at our next building of what we're going to be building. We're going to be adding a fourth service at some point in the coming uh, soon. <laughs> and uh, it's happening, as you can tell. So a lot of great transitions are happening. But a couple of months ago, we had um, uh, Pastor Zach and Claire come to us and, and really begin to express uh, desire inside of them for the next season of their life. And so they asked us just to pray with them and believe with them of what God wanted for them. And so a couple months ago, Pastor Zach made the decision along with our, all of our leadership team and Pastor Jacob and our overseers that their season at OSC Crowley is coming to an end. Pastor Zach and uh, Claire are transitioning um, they are actually going to be transitioning into um, the entire creative arts world. If y'all don't know Pastor Zach, he's like the video guru of our church. Um, and he's actually been doing that 
um, on the side with a lot of other churches as well. And so he just felt like, man, my giftings, his giftings were best in that sphere. Uh, he feels like I want to impact people with that. And so he came and approached us and said, this is what I'm feeling. Um, can y'all be praying with us? And we said, yes, we feel like this is definitely the Lord. Um, he's leaving in a great place. And so over the last two months, we have been making transitions with our Crowley campus. And, uh, and so, of course, we all ask, so what's going to happen? Well, Pastor Zach and Claire, August 4th, two weeks from now, is their actual official last Sunday. Um, they're going to be transitioning out. And we as a church, uh, myself, Pastor JJ, Pastor Bubba, um, and all of our leadership team, we're taking Crowley. Crowley is now going to be our baby. And so we as a church, we've always been one church, but now we're going to bring leadership to that campus. And so, hey, we just added a whole nother one to our family and so excited for what God is doing there. So right now, Pastor JJ's preaching in Crowley. And uh, come on, he's exciting. Let me know. That man needs to preach more. And so, uh, and so over, over the next couple of months, we're, we're working through that transition now. And uh, y'all can be praying with us as that happens. And so, of course, everybody's like, well, what does that mean for us? It doesn't really mean anything other than can you just be praying with us for Crowley? Um, if you want to go and help us in Crowley, we, we would welcome you to come and help if you want to as well with that. But we're going to be bringing the leadership and uh, some of the structure that God's doing here. And how many believe what we've seen God do in Jennings, how many know that can get exported to Crowley and to Eunice and to all our other campuses that are coming down the line? Yeah. And so, hey, we're going to keep building, reaching people and building lines as we always do. And so y'all be praying for us through this. Be praying for Pastor Zach and Claire. They're good. They're in a good place. But how many know anytime you take that step, you're like, oh, no. Uh, it's a scary place. And so be praying for them and praying for us in this transition. And so I, I wanted to share this series because not just for that transition that's happening, but really just for us as a church. I, I've ministered to so many of you over the last month or so that are just walking through heavy transitions in your own life, whether it's loss of jobs or bad news or things that have happened. So I just felt like, man, this is a season where as a pastor, um, I want to help you navigate these life transitions, how we navigate transition as a church, how we navigate transitions in our life. So today, the title of today's message is, What Should I Expect in Transition? And I want to give you three thoughts here. So if you want to just pull out those notes, let me give you three quick thoughts, and then we're going to wrap up today. And here's the first one is that we need to expect that God is going before us. God is going to go before you. You know, oftentimes when you're in transitions of a job or relationships or whatever it is, we can get so caught up in the emotions of the moment that we, we take our eyes off of the fact that Jesus is already in it. How many know, no matter what transition you're going through, Jesus is already in it? Amen. Nothing caught God off guard. Maybe the diagnosis caught you off guard, but it did not catch God off guard. God is in it. How many of you in here have a Facebook? Raise your hand if you got a Facebook in here. Okay, okay, a number of you. All right, good. 8 a.m. was like judging me. They were like, Facebook? We're like, we're in his book, not Facebook. And so, I'm like, please. They didn't say that, but that's what I felt. And so... Um, I'm joking. I love the 8 a.m. So one of the things I love about Facebook, and, I, and usually every day I'll check this one thing. If I'm going to check anything, I check this, is that Facebook started doing a thing called Memories. It used to be called On This Day, but it's called Memories, where you can go back and you can scroll through all the things that have happened to you a year, two, three, four years on that day. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Shake your head like you know what I'm talking about. Okay, all right. I'm like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. We're in his book. not Okay, so we... One of the, uh, a couple months ago, I was 
tracking through the memories thing, and it's fun because I get to see pictures of like my boys growing up, and man, just pictures of our church, and pictures of things that I've just been involved in. And a couple months ago, I'm scrolling through it, and I see a picture of when we were in the hospital with our youngest in like one of the like really dark moments of our journey that we've been through with him. It was just one of those like really hard, and, and, and I had taken a picture of that moment and captured something and was really just sending for people to pray for us. And I was thinking, as I'm looking at this picture, the, the thought in my head go, how in the world did we get through that season? And it was like immediately the Holy Spirit was like, but my grace is sufficient for you. Y'all ever feel like you're just in a season of your life where you're like, I don't know how we're going to get through this. I don't know how we're going to pay the bills. I don't know how we're going to, maybe it's a loss of someone and you got just waves of grief that are hitting you. And like, I don't even know how I'm going to survive this. Can I just tell you this? It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God is faithful. God is with you. It did not take it by surprise. God is with you, and God will give you every ounce of grace that you need to get through the season that you're in right now. Can we give Jesus some praise for the fact that he's with us in this moment? Watch what, watch what Proverbs says, Proverbs 16.1. I love what this says. It says, go ahead and make all the plans you want. Hey, planners in here? That's a word for you. Okay, all right. Go make all the plans you want. Just got to make sure you read the rest of the verse, though. But it's the Lord who will ultimately direct your steps. So listen, planners, make the plans, but just make sure you live with them open-handed because God may change them. So we, we need to know that God is before us and God sees things we don't see. Number two is expect your emotions to mess with you. <laughs> Anybody been through a, a hard change in your life and your emotions were all over the map? Yep, I feel you. I'm going to just tell you, you can go ahead and just expect to experience every kind of emotion when you go through change. Fear, regret, remorse, anxiety, all of them. When you go through transition in your life, you can feel all those emotions. So, so what do I do, Pastor Josh, when I'm highly emotional and I don't know how to get my bearings? Ready? When emotions are high, judgment is low. Why do I say that? Because when your emotions are high, the decisions that you make, be very, very mindful of the decisions that you make when your emotions are like this. Okay, let me, let me help you out. When you're angry and upset, don't post on Facebook. Can I get an amen from somebody in here, okay? All those right now on Facebook Live, please don't post anything if you're mad at me. Okay, so... Is this not true? When you're like all over the map, I'm so angry. So let me go to Facebook and let everybody know. That it just reveals how much of a fool you are, not they are. Be careful of the decisions that you make when maybe your marriage is not where you want it to be and there's high emotions in your marriage and don't just spout it. We're gonna divorce. When your emotions are high, your judgment is low. So be careful when your emotions are all over the map, you don't make the wisest decision. Can anybody in here say you've made some regretful decisions when your emotions were at the highest point? Yeah, I have too, many. I've said things I shouldn't have said. I've done things I shouldn't have done. 
all because of this. And so I'm just telling you, when you're going through a season of change, when you're going through a season that's difficult, that your emotions are gonna mess with you, but God's word says in Psalms 42, five, put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my savior and my God. Let me give you number three and we're done. Expect the process to develop you. So expect that God's going before you and expect that your emotions are gonna mess with you, but you can also expect that God is going to develop you. What did God tell Abraham? I am going to make you. I'm going to make you into a great nation. I am going to bless you. I'm going to be with you. And I'm gonna tell you right now, when transition and change is all around you, you feel pressure. You feel pressed. Ready? Listen. You see your heart best when your heart is pressed. You want to know what's inside of you? Just get some pressure. Just get some pressure around you. And you'll quickly find out what is going on. In well, why would God do that? You know why? Because he wants what's on the inside to come out so that he can heal that, deal with that, so it doesn't go back in. God is working on the inside of us and oftentimes the only way that he can produce things in our life is through pressure. Would you pray for it? Nope. Do you want it? Nope. But can God use it? Yes. You know, I love, I love football. Any football fans in the house? Come on, how many are ready for August and September to hurry up and roll around? Man, Sundays have been boring. And so the, uh, it's been, it's, I love football and um, you know, one of the things, like especially when you watch the Saints, so if you watch Coach Payton, you, you see this pretty often, is that, that when officials blow a call, or at least he feels they did, the officials have, uh, or, or the coaches have a red flag that they keep in their pocket. This red flag right here, yeah, I think it stays in Sean Payton's hand. I don't even think he puts it in his pocket. They got this red flag. So just like the officials, the referees have a yellow flag and there's a foul. If, if, this, if, if Coach Payton thinks that there's a play that is not right, that they called it wrong, he can throw this red flag on the field. And so what, what has to happen is they have to call a timeout and those officials have to go and then put on a headset and then they go and they look at a screen. But what are they looking at? They're, they're looking at the play in slow motion and an instant replay, but from all these different vantage points, 20 plus different cameras that have caught this one incident, but all from different perspectives. I, I, and, and this is what happens. An entire season can, can change with, this, with these three words, ready? After further review, Come on, how many know we've seen in a season end because that didn't happen right? We can mourn the saints for a minute. Okay, so after further review, the play on the field stands or after further review, the play on the field is overturned. Listen to me closely. When you're going through change and transition, your emotions are all over the place. The enemy starts lying to you. You start getting discouraged. You start feeling defeated. You start hearing things like your son's never gonna come back to the Lord. Your marriage is never gonna get right. Can I just tell you, throw the red flag. Throw the flag, go to the box, go to the box, 
get your perspective from the man who can see it from all different angles and get what he tells you and then come back and say, upon further review, my son will know the Lord because God is faithful. We go, we hear. Oh man, you're not gonna make it. You're not gonna make it. Man, you don't have enough money. Whoa, throw the flag. Come to the word. No, wait, wait, hold on. Matthew 6, says that God knows all my needs before I even know him. If I seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, he'll take care of everything. Come on, there is, throw the flag. Go to the word. Get your eyes off of your perspective and get his perspective and go, God, what do you see in this? So when you get a diagnosis, it says you're not gonna make it. We go to the word and we say, no, no, no. God's word says that he's a healer. God's word says that he can do miracles that no one else can do. God's word, are y'all with me today? God is developing you. God is going before you, but your emotions will mess with you and you better throw the flag. Throw the flag, go to the word. My eyes look to the hills for that's where my help comes from. If you're here in this place right now, you're going through change, you're going through transition, and you just need God in this moment. I want you to stand all across this room. I just want you to stand. We're gonna end, but I want you to stand. This is just a seed you go, man, I need God's perspective in this moment. I want you to stand all across this place. I want you to just lift your hands right there where you are. This is just a sign of surrender, a sign of receiving all that God has for us today. So Holy Spirit, right now in this moment, God, I pray for those that are standing all in this room. God, those right now that are watching online, that are walking through a difficult season, a transition, a change. God, we, we know by your word that you are with us. And so I pray today for every person in this room that is walking through a situation where they don't have all the details where there's fear that wants to rule and reign, anxiety and worry. And I pray right now, God, that you with your peace would rule and reign in their hearts. God, we throw the flag today. We surrender and we come back to you and we, get, we ask for your perspective. God, we ask that you would give us eyes to see as you see. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would increase the faith and the hope of the people in this room to know that you have gone before us, to know that we can put our trust in you, that you're faithful, to know, God, that even in the midst of this that we have not maybe asked for, that you are working in it to produce something in us that can only happen through this. So God, I pray, Lord, for strength and courage as you prayed over Joshua, that he, as he walked into a new season, that the people of God would have strength and courage. I pray for strength encourage right now over your people today in Jesus mighty name and if you receive that come on let's give Jesus some praise in this house amen you can be seated at the end of this service our ministry team's going to come up and uh, if, if man there's just something that's